All right, and we are live. Yo, what's going on, fellas? Hello. What's happening? What's going on? Um, yeah. All right, well, welcome to episode three of the Brooklyn Blast Furnace podcast. With guest Rat Bones. Yes. Yeah, yeah, what's up? Yo, yo, Rat Bones <laughs> in the building. Um, all right, well, before we start... Um, oh, jeez. Listen, no, I have to because it's been fucking eating at me for, I don't know, a week. Episode two, the last one. Yo, I apologize because, listen, I have this thing. And it's called misophonia. And misophonia mm. is when you fucking despise when you hear someone making mouth noises or uh, chewing or mm. swallowing. I see. And I was like, li- <laughs> that, because I'm going to fucking cringe. When I listen to this again, I'm going to fucking cringe when I hear that. But I am guilty of doing that a lot mm. last episode, and I really hope that I don't do it again. Because I wanted to choke myself We're listening to back it to sli- it. Every once in a while, Johnny. Don't fucking do that. Fuck, I, don't do that. <laughs> it's you don't understand. Yeah. You, can, you don't understand how much fucking hatred it brings out in me. And um, when we were doing our list, I just had to. Uh, Yo, do you think I can say fucking flawless and phenomenal enough? <laughs> Dude, I, I was like, saying. here it is. It's coming again. That fucking album is flawless, phenomenal. Uh, all right. Dude, that's Stop why. Stop saying phenomenal. That's why it's Jimmy. Good. That's why it's good to listen back to it. And, oh, well, I'm you know listening. Because I mean? then, you, you know, you realize how douchey you sound and all this kind of shit. Fuck you. And I'm just saying, like, dude, I did it, you know, when we started out the Lucky 13 podcast, too. Like, if I said fucking awesome one more time, I was going to punch myself in the dick. So, uh, like I get it, I get it. Okay. Right. So just yeah. keep listening, and then uh, yeah. All right. So yeah. I just want to apologize for that because it drove my I drove myself not to listen. Oh, these to things it. aren't flawless, Jimmy. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> anybody want to put money down? He says flawless. Do this episode yeah, once at least. Maybe next so. week when we <laughs> do our own thing. Maybe one. Maybe maybe once next week. I can't week. take yeah. it. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, first off, anything going on with you two fellas there, John and Jeff there? Uh, just preparing for the Candiria show at the Ninny Factory, March 16th. I will be there. Yeah, Eyes of the yeah, Sun. Eyes of the Sun is on the bill. Moontooth and Spotlights should be a really fun night. Hope you guys can all come down. I'll be there. I already confirmed my day off. I took the whole day off. Thank you. Fuck cool. work. I'd rather what a guy. What a guy. Cool. Come and slap Jeff in the head in the middle of his set. Awesome. That'll be fun. I need it. Fucking awesome. All right. Well, we have a very special guest here. Very special guest. Well, I have to start off by saying, um, if you saw the, the the little advertisement that I made of of this particular person jumping off of a balcony back in the day, I uh, I Googled Rap Bones NYC images to see what comes up, and that that picture I know is on Facebook, but the first thing that comes up is that picture, and it's on Pinterest. Okay, and it says. New York hardcore personality, <laughs> Rap Bones. I'm like, wow, Rap Bones is a New York hardcore personality. So, uh, Mr. Rap Bones, what's going on, brother? What's up? What's up, everybody? Hey, how the fuck you been? I'm good. Thanks for coming on. Where was Thank that picture? What we? What? Where? What? I saw that picture. That looks like Webster was, Hall, right? Was it Webster? Where was no, it? That the old Ritz picture. That photo is a pretty classic hardcore photo, actually. That's out there. Uh, it's me doing a balcony dive at the Buzzcocks. I believe it's 1988 wow. at St. Andrews Hall. In wow! Detroit. Holy shit! Oh, that was in Detroit. Wow. Yeah, that's that awesome. Detroit. That's a oh, great shit. room. Well, I guess that's kind of like a good segue. Rap bones for those who don't know. Mm-hmm. 
Well, well it's, tell us your story, bro. Like, where, where were you born? I'll give you, a little you, background. Some, some travels. Some. Uh, I, I was born and raised in Bricktown, New Jersey. Jersey guy. Uh, moved to uh, Detroit at a very early age. I ran away from home. I wound up uh, joining my brother's Barry the band out there, Halloween from Detroit. Is that was the name of the band, band, Halloween? Yeah. Halloween, the heavy metal horror show out of Detroit. Wow. They were awesome. Like the biggest awesome. band in Detroit that never kind of broke to the mainstream, but they were like really good and they had a big stage show like Alice Cooper and they were like a mix of Twisted Sister and Kiss, you know, doing that whole thing that people were doing in the 80s. And I ran away from home and went to live with my brother out there and I think I only lasted about two years before I started like just going my own direction I guess uh, and when was that what, 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 like what year was that early 90s 84 no oh, 80, oh, early 80s okay my, my first concert ever was Quiet Riot at Cobo Arena <laughs> nice. and I like just got to Detroit and I think it was like near Thanksgiving I'll never forget uh, I got to Detroit and we all dyed our hair black and my brother dyed his hair blonde and we were walking around Detroit by the parade for the Thanksgiving parade and all the homies thought we were the Beatles. It was like so early on rock and roll, right. you know? And uh we actually went to the big giant the the Detroit Lions that was play on uh on Thanksgiving. They played yeah. in Detroit. So we were there and I'll never forget like all these girls thought we were Motley Crue and we were lying to them, telling them that I was Did Nikki you say Six. You, oh, okay. You were I Nikki thought Six. I was Nikki Six. The drummer looked like Tommy <laughs> Lee and my brother looked like Vince Neil. So we had all these girls were signing autographs, telling them we're Motley Crue. It was kind of cool. What's awesome to this day, they're probably like, yo, we met Motley Crue one time. <laughs> yeah, it was fucking rap. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, we awesome. had to look. It was different back then. And, uh, then I started getting into punk. Like my brother's band was basically getting the Striper and Dockin, and mm-hmm. Bon Jovi was coming on. And then it was like I was getting into Slayer and Venom and GBH and mm-hmm. Suicidal, and that's those are some of my introductory bands. And uh, I just got too wild for them. I think the reason I got kicked out of the the band house was my buddy Holland guy. We used to call this guy Snake because he had an 18 foot. Burmese python that was mm. part of the, the show. Like my brother would bring out a live snake on stage. And uh, we were coming in his, he had a gold Trans Am, like uh, Smokey and the Bandit, but it was gold with the big Firebird on it. And uh, some kids threw rocks at us in his car. Oh, and shit. they were on bicycles. And we chased them. On, with the car and like we drove him up onto like a, a lot and it was like a wooden fence like those old wooden fences mm-hmm. a tall one eight footer and uh we pushed the kid into the fence and holland like just gunned the edge a little bit and like pushed the kid through the fence oh jeez shit so like the cops <laughs> came and they were like that's enough you're too crazy you can't and uh after that i literally went to like living in abandoned houses in detroit like on my own i shaved the mohawk into my head wow and that was like it. I was off to the races, like oh, living shit. in abandoned buildings, doing wherever, like hanging out wherever. Were you still in? Were you starting to go to different shows and like getting involved with different scenes at I that point? I was really getting immersed into the punk scene. Mm-hmm. I was hanging at a club called Todd's that had like punk night. Every I've, heard, night. I've heard of that place. Todd's. It was like a discotheque mm-hmm. where they played the pop mode and all the gay shit, and mm-hmm. they'd have the punk rockers and the oi people in the other pub, and gotcha. it was a really seedy place, you mm-hmm. know, dangerous. Mm-hmm. Everything was more dangerous, you mm-hmm. know. Well, you're talking about Detroit back yeah, in the it day, was too. just scary to walk around, and if you look like a punk, you were getting picked on everywhere you went, so mm-hmm. it was like you had to fight to have that style back then. Right, it was right. a little different. So when when did you um because I, I know that you have a history with the with all the uh, the CTYC cold as life guys. Hmm. 
Well, that all came about because Ron was like my best friend. We we lived in the attic of a band. They were called Son of Sam from Detroit. A really good That's a band. That's name. Good band from Detroit, Son mm-hmm. of Sam. And uh, we lived in their attic, and they'd practice in the attic. It was like a mini show. People would come sit on the floor and watch the band practice. But we lived up in the attic, and we just... That house was so insane. Like, the police would come there, and we'd throw bricks at the cops, and they would just, like turn their lights off and like drive away like literally the city buses would come by late at night and we would throw lob cinder blocks through the windows of the city buses like it was that insane like a hundred punks on the lawn drinking and just wiling out and the cops like I don't get paid enough for this shit yeah (laughs) fuck that place they would just leave no shit but uh, yeah when I joined into that I really went head on in like I was a punker that was Mm -hmm. it that was my life and when did you end up in New York I came back to New York. I came back to the East Coast. I actually was in Jersey first. I hung out with uh, bands like Lethal Aggression, Social Decay, Mm. Neurotic Impulse, Sinn Féin. Doc Martin was another. Those were like the white power dudes that we would fight with at the shows. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, Detroit... I mean, uh, Jersey was crazy, too. I mean, we were raided the boardwalk on Seaside Heights, and nobody ever seen punk rockers like that. Mm-hmm. It was still spooge metal looking with the big hair, hair Aquanet hair and all. Mm-hmm. But uh, we spooge just raided metal. the town. I mean, <laughs> and, and I, I was always homeless back then. I didn't care. I was like a runaway. I didn't go back to my home when I went to Jersey. I stayed at people's houses. I, I lived in Tommy Southern from Social Decay Skateboard Ramp. Like, mm-hmm. I was only called Rat back then. And, yeah, that, uh, yeah that, that, that's something I wanted to ask you where where and actually um it's a question from my girlfriend nikki she was like you know i want to know x rap bones where did the name rap bones actually come from well i'll give you a back backstory on the name rat first of all i got the name rat because wherever when i was still with the heavy metal band wherever we moved we'd like take over someone's basement like we moved in with our manager once this guy cecil and we he had a nice house in east detroit and we were all from inkster and like bad parts of the ghetto so we moved to this guy's nice house he put us all in the basement and everyone put up blankets to make their rooms and everyone was trying to find a room for themselves and i was like i just looked at the staircase of the basement it had like a little enough to get a mattress in there mm-hmm. and i put a tv at the foot of the thing and i had my radio in there and it was just enough to get in there and sleep so like you look like a rat man you look like a rat you go sleep anywhere i was like well you know i just want to be comfy it's only sure. for sleeping and no one's gonna take it from mm-hmm. me so yeah and uh i was rat with two t's actually mm-hmm. like Two or three years before the like band, the band. Wow. before wow. that band came out, <clears throat> wow. I was rat with two T's, and then that band <laughs> came out, and and that band also ripped off my brother's band, Halloween. They came to play like Halloween was the band that would open for all the national acts that mm-hmm. came to town. Right, if Motley Crue came or Queensrÿche came, yeah. any of those bands, they'd play Harpo's, and my brother's band would open. So those guys. Played with my brother's band. They opened for them. And they come over to our house, and they were showing them videos of Halloween with the whole special pyrotechnic effects and the makeup and everything. And the rat guys, Bobby Blosser, I'll never forget. He's like, oh, the, you don't really need all those pyrotechnics and makeup and everything. That's like, you know, when you don't have any talent and you really ain't musicians. And my brother's like, yeah, whatever, you know. Uh-huh. Next year, they came back to Detroit, and they had their little makeup on their face, oh, and they nice. were using pyrotechnics. It's like, you know, that's the way, you know. Put someone down and rob them. Right. The exactly. it goes, right? <laughs> so uh, then to get back online. So I had the name Rat. I came back to Jersey. I was living with Tommy Southern in his house. And this is like 
everyone, we drank all 24-7, like, putting down fists all the time of vodka. We used to call it the potato mash. And the the funniest story of the the first time I ever met Tommy Southern's mom, she came down to the basement to check on us because we'd hang in the basement. And she, like, came in. And she's like, hey, Tommy, how's it? And 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 Tommy comes bringing me over. And he's like, yo, mom, I want you to meet my new friend. This is Rat. And as soon as I turned around to say hi to her, I just vomited all over her. She puked all over this woman's legs. I was like, and she was like when I was, he's like, oh, that's great, that's great. So I lived with those guys, and then we were in the basement one day where they were jamming, and the drummer Eddie Ramos, rest in peace, Bapo, just looked at me. He's like, you're not Rat Man, you're Rat Bones, dude. You live in the skateboard, and I, I got the name Rat Bones too because we used to go to Ocean County Mall, and they just had opened a skateboard shop in the mall, and I used to always have a, a long trench coat with flannel shirts safety pinned so there was like pouches in my jacket uh-huh. and I would like fill up on rat bones wheels and mm-hmm. get some trucks and put a board in there and like walk out and then go build a skateboard that day like we pillaged everyone <laughs> I was wondering if it, there was a connection there there kind of was yeah. so that was mm-hmm. the day Eddie's like you're not rat you're rat bones <laughs> and that name just stuck All right. forever there nice. you go well there's the history of the name there it is. Mm-hmm. good right. shit man yeah <clears throat> fuck you, you mentioned you mentioned Harpo's man and uh Candiria's had many, uh, we've played many a show at, at Harpo's, and it was even in the late 90s into the early 2000s was the type of place, when, when we rolled up in there, you know, they gave you the speech when you arrived, listen, don't go outside, you know, if you rough. need anything, just let us, just let us know, we'll go out and get it for you, they got the guy in the back in the caddy with the shotgun watching the vehicles. No shit, bad yeah. neighborhood run by bikers, yeah. Very, club. very, that was probably, you know. It was pretty intense. It was pretty intense my, to check out. My first punk rock show officially to me is the Dead Kennedys in 1984 at Harpo's. Wow. And if Holy you're from Detroit, you remember that show. I mean, groups of people left the scene because their friends had broke their neck at that show. It was like such an insane visual for me. Hmm. I just had the little mohawk that was still a fat mohawk with long hair and uh i'll never forget going to that show and seeing the kids diving off the top of the pa and i was just like yo i, I gotta do that like yeah. that's what i want so that was your turning point that basically. was my turning point to say i'm gonna be the sickest craziest motherfucker in the room every time well that's a pretty good segue because check this out i was um <clears throat> i was waiting online at the black and blue bowl i'm gonna say it was 2000 I'm going to say 2006 when they would, would, they did a couple of shows at Studio B. Yeah. And I'm waiting online outside, and I don't remember the people. I didn't know them, but there was like four or five guys in front of me, like in a circle, just talking, shooting the shit. And I overheard them all talking. One guy was like, yo... You know, I was at the show, and then fucking somebody comes over to me, and blah blah blah, and make make a baby. Basically, make a long story short, it was like somebody said that they were you. And it's like, yo, he's like, yo, but you're not rap bones, blah, blah, blah. So it was like, yo, the whole gist of the story was that this guy got into like an altercation with somebody who was impersonating rap bones. <laughs> so I'm standing there and I'm like, really? Like people like walk around, like fake the funk and like pretend they're rap bones. Well, but like why? Never heard. <laughs> never heard. He's yeah, a hardcore why would you personality. That guy? Yeah, because yeah. he's the hardcore personality. You're being fucking. Uh, you it's know, funny that you people... do mention that show too, because the funniest, the funniest thing I remember from that show, besides the actual show, was incredible. The reviews and the things people were saying on, uh, online afterwards. Someone wrote, 
the hardcore Super Bowl was so sick this year, Rat Bones was diving off the roof on the people smoking cigarettes outside. <laughs> it didn't happen, but... Yo, tell that story, kid. Yo, tell that story, kid. Yo, if that sounds good, fucking let it out there. Right? It's, it's good. It's part hyster- of the legend. It's, it is. Yeah. it's fucking hysterical. I think it's fucking hysterical. I yeah, I, I, I got this stuff, but... John, who, who, who runs the Candaria Instagram page? Mike, my bass player. All right, well, I have a question from Rat Bones that came from the Candaria Instagram. Page. Ah, that would be Mike. All right. Uh, I don't even know what this means. Maybe you know what this means. But Check I was I was asked to ask you, Rat Bones, are you the originator of the Murphy's Law belt buckle, or did you just perfect it? Ooh, that's a good one. What does that even mean? <laughs> I well, we used to do. We used to have two tricks when I went on tour Murphy's Law. I'll give you the whole backlog on Murphy's Law real quick. I met Jimmy Gestapo in the. Late 80s, 87, 88, and that guy is the coolest fucking guy Great I fucking ever met. Guy. The first time we ever met him, we're just a bunch of dumb kids. We rolled up, and they just got there, and they were sitting on the, the tailgate of their truck, and they had like two cases of beer, and they literally drank the whole two cases of beer before of we went in the show with us. Like, <laughs> loved us, you know? Uh-huh. So that was it. And that's also the show that has the famous. Wall of Death photo that's online. There's yes. a famous Wall of Death photo from Murphy's Law City Gardens, and yeah. that was the same day. I know that. Picture. So that guy made a big impression on me, and then I've become close friends with him through the years. You know, I've been on tour with them. He actually took me off the streets of New York in '96 when he knew I was just doing nothing with myself. Saw me and was like, "Get in the van, we're going on tour." Mm. And that was the sickest tour. That's awesome. And, uh, I lost my train of thought, kid. The Murphy's Law belt buckle. Oh, the Murphy's Law belt buckle. So on that tour, we had two tricks where you'd either do the Murphy's Law belt buckle and I... It could be Jimmy. But what is the Murphy's Law belt buckle? The Murphy's Law belt buckle should stay a secret. (laughs) Mike Blake. I will tell you. All right, well, all right. The Murphy's Law belt buckle is you take your balls Uh, and you pull them up just over your pants, like so they're hanging. Okay. You put your shirt over it and you say, You want to see my belt buckle to some broad? And then you show your balls. (laughs) (laughs) All just the sack, you know? Nice. Uh, We did that one and then there was another drinking game. Like if someone yelled aside, I don't remember the code word, but like we'd all be at a party and someone would yell the code word and everyone would take their pants and drop their pants, you know, put their ankles in and stand like like nothing was happening. Nice. Good good time on the road with Murphy. Great fucking question. Well, thanks, Mike, for the question. Yeah, Much a lot, appreciated. Mike. That was fucking awesome. Yeah. I was reading it. I was like, what does this even mean? All right, I'll, I'll ask him. Yeah. The fuck? The belt buckle. The Murphy's Law belt. Yeah. Did you, did you come up with it or did you just perfect it? That's I hysterical. helped perfect it, I have to say. Nice. <laughs> now, this one is I from... can't be comfortable. This one... No. <laughs> this one is uh, from Nova Demon's Social Value Instagram page, and Dean runs that page. Shout out to Dean. Um, what's up with the Rap Bones song on the new Nova Demon Social Value record? What's up what, with that? What is up with that song? Am I getting royalties for that? Oh, no, no, shit. I was just asking to ask you a question. I don't know about the no, monetary but, uh, shit. You know, those guys are great guys. No Redeeming, another great band out of New York. And uh, they felt the need that the world needs to know about Rap Bones. So they wrote a song <laughs> called Rap Bones. And I go. love them for it. Right. Thank you, guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, man. So you went from Jersey to Detroit back to New York, right? Well, back my to Jersey, thing, back thing to Jersey, when I, when, back I, to New when York. I was a teen, my big thing was like, because I'm such a lover boy and a dumb kid back then, I would hitchhike from Detroit on the internet. Like, I'd be at a party in Jersey, 
and like want to yearn to go back to Detroit and I'd be like yo can anyone give me a ride to the expressway mm. and someone would drive me to the Pennsylvania Turnpike Expressway and I'd just get out of their car and like start hitchhiking to mm-hmm. Detroit and uh, one time That's I did it one crazy. time this guy drove yeah. me and I, I drew rap on skulls all over the back of his car <laughs> and, and I went to Detroit and I was there for like two or three years and I, and I come back home to visit and I'm at John Saltarelli's house somewhere in Brooklyn rest in peace John Saltarelli and, yeah rest in peace John just passed a good friend of mine and uh I'm at John's house, and all of a sudden, this dude comes up, and we're hanging out, drinking beers and everything, and all of a sudden, he just looks at me, gets this funny look, and he's like, <laughs> you're that fucking guy, man. You're that fucking guy that rolled all over my fucking dad's car. My dad beat my ass. He's like, you're a fucking asshole. I was like, dude, dude, and John calmed down. I was like, yo, that's just... You know, we took liberties. Mm-hmm. We did what we wanted. <laughs> we like when we liberties. when we were in Detroit, if we went to your after party after a show, me and Ron Beauty would have kicked in your door, went in your fridge, started making food. I would have took a shower, like literally spray paint on your walls, punk rock and shit. Like like mm-hmm. we were menaces. Like we mm-hmm. yeah. were like the droogies in Clockwork Orange. <laughs> nice. You had to. Ex- you have to exist. Yeah, yeah. we you have to. It. It's a necessity. But people loved us for it. Yeah. Oddly enough. Yeah, man. That's fucking crazy. You know, you know what's funny is that is that my 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 daughter who made her little cameo on the first episode and Rat Bones have something in common. Hmm. Yeah, what's that? Birthday? They both have the same birthday. I was gonna say it's got awesome. Yeah, (laughs) September eighteenth. Yeah, that's it. Um, also, Saab. I share that birthday with Saab. Yeah, Saab. Yeah, soul brother. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's crazy. So, uh, speaking of birthdays. Isn't there some some kind of talk about a little fiftieth Rat Bones birthday celebration? I'm be Fifty this on. year, and, wow. uh, and we maybe, could maybe, happen maybe to put something together for maybe, you guys. Maybe maybe I can get involved there and uh, put a little shindig together. You can get. Who would you like to see? You know? <laughs> well, you know, I mean. Maybe we could get no redeeming. I actually, I have, I'm looking in the calendar right now, and I have Sunday, September 17th here at Lucky 13 Saloon, Blast Furnace Hold. Rat Sounds like a banger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we've been Sounds thinking. like an idea right there. Yeah. yeah, I think that could be pretty I think Murphy's cool. Law would come out and... We, what's up, Jimmy? <laughs> I mean, that would, be, that would be perfect. It would be perfect. A little no redeeming, a little Murphy's Law. Well, I'd yeah. like to try to get lethal aggression. Sure. That would be cool. That would be cool. Fun party bands. Yeah. Rap bones. It could be pretty fucking cool, man. It'd be the most insane night you ever had, kids. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to be jumping off of in here? The roof into the people smoking cigarettes. There you go. <laughs> that's fucking awesome. So you jumped off that balcony in St. Andrew's Hall, man. That That's a pretty high balcony, come and think about it. I mean, I played that room a few times, and... That's no small little leap. <laughs> well, it's funny that like when we were doing those things back in the day, like well, all the songs are about unity, but there wasn't really unity. Mm-hmm. But in a sense, there was because if someone like me got up to do a dive, like that, literally half the room would come over to catch sure, me. It sure. ain't like now That's where fu- yeah. shit just jumps off and it's all spastic and right, nobody knows right. the direction they're going. Like mm-hmm. we were there for each other sure, mm-hmm. sure. on that level. Yeah, I was wondering if you hit the floor on that one. Never. Never, never. I think if we hit the floor from there, I don't think we'd be fucking hanging out with him right now. I know it's crazy. Um, recently, I was at uh, Webster Hall. That's that's initially why I thought the balcony jump was at Webster Hall yes. because it it's looked, about that it looked, high. It looked, I don't know if it's that high. 
It may be that high. Feet. Yeah, it's pretty high. But that's gra- fucking gra- high enough. And I didn't like. I was no <clears throat> pussy. I didn't like get low as I could and then mm-hmm. try to like just draw. I mm-hmm. would get on the fucking rail of the balcony and you could see the picture. For yeah. 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 yeah, And that's that's probably why it looks as high as that because you stood up sure. there and you leapt off. I mean, I saw the Dillinger Escape Plan there recently, and Greg has been jumping off balconies, and uh, he obviously had to get a little bit lower. That's a fucking really high balcony, but. It's insane. I, I mean, what the hell is that? system dives, too. I loved coming off the side fills. I loved, I mean, I used to get my friend to come up with me so he mm-hmm. could hold that little skinny one on the top in case I <laughs> knocked it over. Like, it fucking collapsed. We, yeah. we really plan of attack, you mm-hmm. know. We really went in knowing what we were going to do and why we were going to do it. What is the... Um what is the worst thing that's happened from you jumping off either a balcony or a PA speaker or... Oh, all right. Uh, Injuries. Bad brains leeway against wow. St. Andrews Hall. Wow. wow. Jealous. Yeah. And I came <laughs> off too. the side, Phil. Quickness and talk? When I when It wasn't quickness. It was... Oh, it's 88. Mm. Maybe, right before. Right. right before. Okay. 88. And uh, I did a dive off the side fill monitor like that off the top of the PA. And when I came down, I, I hit my head perfectly on like another skinhead's head. Mm. And it blew my eardrum out. Wow. And I had blood. In the, I left the blood on my shirt because I was picking up girls with it later on. Like, <laughs> oh you know, God. back then you got hurt and it was yeah, like a sure. badge of honor. It yeah, wasn't sure. like, oh, I'm hurt. You know, it was like, yo, I'm fucking badass. Being crazy. And, yeah. yeah. You, know. you, didn't so I think, go, you didn't start to go fund me? No. I started to go. I started to go. That's exactly what would happen today. But yeah, I was always broke up. Like I had moves back then. Like part of punk rock was falling down, like mm-hmm. laying in the. Like we used to break bottles and then roll on the floor in the pit and come up with your back all bloody just because you thought it was warrior shit. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. Yeah, man. Oh, I want to be cool. It was just you just were raging. Yeah. It, was, it was. It was different back then too. Man. I mean, it wasn't I remember, so much pretension. Yeah, and there was a sense of fucking like I'm going to shows. Like when I was a kid, there was a sense of fear going into the yeah, show because you didn't know what back. the fu- exactly. What the that's fucking, what kept me going too. Yeah, and I wonder what what happened. Like I know that there wasn't just one day where it switched over to the way well, it is now. What cl- the fuck clubs, happened? Clubs started we, really cracking, and we started hugging the kids instead of hitting the kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's cool. I sure. I realize now everyone's been 16 in their life. And of everyone's course, never We've known what's going on, and. That corny kid with the glasses that don't dress like everybody else might be the coolest punk five years later. Sure, so you sure. got to give these kids their chance right. to come up to. Mm-hmm. But but sure. it is too. I think a lot of the cl- I mean a lot of kids were getting fucking really hurt and shit like that. So a lot of clubs I think started cracking down on shit. I remember going. They wouldn't like they used to look at your boots. You know you didn't have steel toe boots going into fucking certain clubs. And then sure. like um, I remember uh, being at a show and and like there was a guy wrapped him wrapped his arms in fucking barbed wire. Oh and yeah. He was fucking swinging in the pit sure. with barbed wire. So then they started searching. Kids coming in, like you know what I mean. Like it got, a, it, I mean, it, you know, yeah. I think clubs started really catching on to it. I'm gonna be honest, some kid starts fucking throwing Bob Wire fucking arms around here. I'm gonna be like, yo, what the fuck? You know yeah, what I mean? get the fuck like, out of here. Yeah. Well, I think <laughs> um, me and John, me and John know know a couple of people that used to, you know. Do some crazy shit. In the yes, and, absolutely. And you know, and hammers and chains. Sure, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, like in, can, in a pit swinging a hammer. Yeah. Like I can honestly say hammer. I've never gone in the pit with the intent to hurt someone. Not I've never gone and been malicious. I've never been that kind of person. I just was having fun, and yeah. my fun might just be a little more amped up than mm-hmm. other people's fun. So. Yeah, I've fucking tasted your fucking sneakers on several. You gotta feel it. You know, you gotta <laughs> give the kid a little. 
Yeah. A little kiss, you know? Yeah. A little kiss. <laughs> yeah, all the time. But I was about to say with the whole, I remember the City Gardens Club in Trenton, which was another infamous club back in the day. And uh, I was like banned from there, but I'd always get back in. Like we used to bum rush the door and everything. But uh, I remember that club had a sign that said, no stage diving, no slam dancing, no spikes, no spikes and no Doc Martens. And I'd always, every single show, I would take a marker and write no fun at the bottom. Like that guy <laughs> You know, there's even a, a famous sick of it all. It's online. Sick of it all, City Gardens in 93. And this is what I never understood. The whole place is going ass crazy. Mm-hmm. Of course. But I'm doing backflips. I'm a little more elevated. But they throw me out. And as they're throwing me out, Lou tries to stick up. And he's like, yo, yo, that's our buddy. That's our boy. That's our boy, Rapones. And all of a sudden, the sound guy goes just like this. Hey, Lou. We're not going to talk about that. You know the deal. I'm like, like, I was like a, a conspiracy to keep me out constantly, you know? Yeah. yeah. But, you know, they never liked the real. <clears throat> they never liked the real. <laughs> yeah, there's a book out by uh, Steve DeLodovico. He's, uh, he's uh, one of the four co-hosts on the Broad Street Breakdown podcast who put, the, who put out the book, no, uh, The Oral History of City Gardens, No Slam Dancing, No... Yeah, yeah. No spikes, whatever. I no never fun. read it. I'm gonna have to fucking pick that shit up. Yeah. I never. Infamous I was, club. Infamous club. I'm I was never there. Away. I fucking was never there. But the fact that they don't give why, the people the credit, the, the craziest punk rockers are the ones who made it infamous. So the fact that they didn't try to give us the credit mm. back then is like why we fucked their shit up. <laughs> Yo, Rat Bones. What's the craziest thing you've ever seen in a show? What's the first thing that comes to your mind? I mean, the craziest thing I've ever seen in the show is, like, me and Ron beating people up in Detroit at Blondie's, which is one of the crazy—all right, Gigi Allen, Blondie's, Detroit, Blondie's, we're in there, Gigi comes out, has a thong on, (laughs) of course, a whole uh, fifth of whiskey and chugs, like, half of it and smashes the other half on his fucking head and takes his shit and rolls in it. And then, like, all these skinheads with their Fred Perrys are standing in the front, and, like, he's trying to wipe shit on the... So they start beating him up. My buddy Ron Beauty, the rest in peace Ron, the singer of Call His Life, yep. took a bar stool and from the back of the room threw the bar stool, and it went, like, perfectly. Gigi was laying on the stage with his head, like, back off the stage, like, hanging down, and that bar stool went perfectly and hit him it's a good thing there was like a pad on mm-hmm. top of it because it knocked him the fuck out and like then his girlfriends came out and they were trying to like protect him and everything but actually Gigi was pretty cool after the show he was like a regular biker dude like it was like hanging with david allen Coe or anyone else like it was yeah. just like he was just a musician it's mm-hmm. just he was like like i said i was like we were just a notch a ratcheted up the above sure. the rest we just yeah. had to keep going for the yeah but Gigi would fucking in the middle of a no, song drop not, his own microphone and start beating up his own great. drummer yeah, and yeah, shit yeah, like yeah, that yeah. He, yeah. he was out of his mind um in in a very entertaining way if you like that sort of thing that's, that's one of the sickest yeah things, sure sure yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um most violent pit you've ever been in or or most violent show you've ever seen a pretty violent pit was also Slayer at the Roseland. Wow. Uh, 
and I'll never forget. Isn't that, that. interesting? That the fucking metal band, a right? that band, band, dude. And yeah. that was like one of those pits where like it was crossing over, and like people who didn't really know about mm-hmm. it were in there. And I'll never forget some big jock was was punching people in the head. There's always like the fucking from, jock. That yeah. was like when there'd be two pits going, mm-hmm. and I'll never uh-huh. see. I seen Kevin Bulldoze, seen the guy, and I just seen him throwing people out of his way to get to. To get to this guy, and he just mopped this big marine guy up so hard. And then after that happened, like a big cable fell down into the audience, and it was like connected to the whole light truss, and the whole crowd started pulling it while the band was playing, but like not knowing, like if they would have pulled that thing down, the whole, the whole, uh, Lighting trust would have came down on the whole mm-hmm. crowd and like killed people. It's just like the insanity of mm-hmm. the night. And also, Guar was another band that literally scared me mm. when really? I was that. When I was very young, the first That's time I seen Guar, another yeah. Blondies, another mm-hmm. Detroit Blondie story. On like ten hits of acid. Five hits of mescaline, mm-hmm. drank a half a Jack Daniels bottle, and go to a Guar show I'm by myself. <laughs> and there's no one in the backstage area. And Guar had no stage show yet. They mm-hmm. only had their outfits. Mm-hmm. And I went in their dressing room, and all their outfits were on the chairs. And like I got stuck in there. I was all bugging out, and like somebody came <laughs> and got me. Jeez. I was like, thought I went to hell. And I, I was the best show to too. Hell. Only prop that Guar had that night, and we did acid with them in the school bus and everything. That's like when I first met Dave and all those guys. And uh, their only prop besides the swords that they had was this big green hunky looking maggot looking thing that had like other maggot looking things inside it and they just opened that up and pulled out all the guts and the intestines and were smacking the crowd with it oh but other than that it was just music and the show it mm-hmm. was just them mm-hmm. right. so to see what they turned into it was yeah. pretty amazing and to get to see it at that level and watch it grow it's like it's pretty cool pretty cool it's actually cool. funny you mentioned that but because they uh, scared me yeah, I got you know <laughs> back then I think it was the drugs too of course sure it was it's it always with a damper one time shit. they told me they were going to rape my girlfriend after the show and like we left early like, was, and you kind of believed they them they were cool with me but yeah those people were sketchy <laughs> another time they played Detroit they played an amphitheater and they came in before they even set up as the crew was coming in, they took the blood machine and then went to all the bathrooms in the in the in the venue, and and took gay porn magazines and ripped them all up and threw them all over the floor and then put the blood all over the floor. It was like, it was just like being in a surreal movie. Sure, like, yeah. it was just weird. Yeah, we uh, Candiria was actually uh, we did a I think it was like a weekend of dates with opening up for the Misfits and Guar. And that's a tough. That's tough to open up for Guac. Dude, it was it was awful. Yeah, I mean, we we did other dates. They hated with, you. We we did other dates with just the Misfits, <laughs> and it was great. Like you would be surprised, Misfits fans. It's so different from what we play. We play really technical, you know, whatever we do. But the Misfits shows were awesome. We tried playing with Misfits and Guar, and it was it was. Awful. They Probably just, one they, of the they, worst they, responses we ever got. They, they, didn't like, they didn't like the candy area. <laughs> so a couple bands get booed off. Yeah, we, 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 we were getting booed. We were getting booed the whole time. time. They got booed off. Yeah. Like, that's a tough. Th- I yeah. mean, you know, look, Guar fans. They want to see the jizz guns. They want to see the blood guns. Yeah. They, 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 they come in their lab coats, yeah. and that's great. And you know, and the Guar yeah. guys were so nice. They they really understood. They were like, guys, you were great. Thank you for playing. I appreciate it. They knew we got a bad response, but they were really cool about it. Anyway, yeah, it was softening up. Yeah, they sure were. I think that's a big difference of yesterday and today too is yeah. back in the day there was that whole blow off the headliner off mm-hmm. the stage vibe mm-hmm. like now it's all unity and mm-hmm. the kids are all like part of one thing mm-hmm. there was more competition and just the headliner always had to watch mm-hmm. like 
who was going to open for them because you always wanted to take them out. Sure, sure, man. I think this. I mean, you know, I think there's still that like being a band, like especially being a younger band. I think the older you get, the less you give a fuck. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You just want to do a good job going yeah. up there. Sure. But being, I remember, you know, being, you know, my early twenties or late teens, like wanting to play shows. Like you want to fucking do the best you can. You want to blow out the band, you know, going on after. Well, of you course. Know. So you don't want to go up there and fucking <laughs> lay down a fucking dud. You want to go yeah. up there yeah. and fucking kick people in the teeth and leave a fucking impression on people. Yeah. I mean, that the whole point of being in a band, you don't want to go up there and half-ass nothing. Yeah. I also think there's a little bit of like a new, uh, like an attitude now, especially like, well, Candiria's been around a long time now, 25 years or whatever like that. And when we headline, we want to bring out amazing acts that open up for us because it's almost like we're, it's like part of our branding. You know what I mean? It's like part of what when we bring out an opening act, that's that's a reflection on who we who we're into. Yeah. So I think having an awesome band opening up, opening up for you just speaks more like highly and more positive toward the headlining act. Whereas opposed like what you were saying, like back in the day, maybe that wasn't the case. You know, yeah. maybe maybe headlining acts watched out well, a little bit more. I know in Detroit, like bands would come from other places, and if like they didn't respect the scene, they'd get their at like mm-hmm. people they didn't get to play. Like, right. Bands, yeah. Like, I think Mucky Pup got beat up at Blondie. Like, Whoa. you know, and they were cool guys. Like, mm-hmm. I know them now. I, yeah, I, I know them, to I them know now. They seem like time. really cool guys. But it's like that's the whole thing of being young, full mm-hmm. of testosterone, and wanting right. to fight everything around you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't see. Oh, I don't poor see, Pup. I'm I don't sorry, see Chris. this happen a lot either. Like, you don't, you don't see. I used to see all the time if a, if a out of town band came. The locals would literally form a wall and not let no one dance. If you tried to go in the mm-hmm. pit, you got slammed out. You mm-hmm. got punched in the head, and it was like stonewalling. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't see that happening anymore. It's just some yeah. change, you know, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I like that. In the late 90s. It's only music. In the late 90s, in the Stone, I've seen some pretty violent shows that we have actually played some really violent shows. At the Stone Pony, I remember we played with Fury of Five. And that was probably the most violent show I've ever seen. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's, that was, that's not a serene. Yeah, there was just crowd. there was just pockets of people waiting for someone to come along so they could just like beat his ass. The bathroom, you went in the bathroom, you may not have come out of that thing. You know what I mean? So, so I, I don't know. There was a sense of danger. <laughs> yeah, it was. Also, yeah. kind of weeded out the fucking week too. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, that's, I think so. Yeah. You know, it was, I don't know, safe space bullshit. And we get old too. You know what I mean? You know, yeah. Still, you do mellow. You yeah. mellow. You, you know, still, still bring it. Still yeah. helping out. You still guys still get in there. I don't fucking get in there anymore. I, I get in there. Last Yo. time, last time I get in, I pulled a muscle. I got, I pulled a muscle at Southpaw, seeing Candiria in my leg, and I'm like, I, yeah, I'm think I'm done. You oh, were in the pit God. for anthrax. You were in the pit for I anthrax. I was for like 30 seconds, and then you got out right away. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. See, that's how you got to do it. You got to get in. That show, I would some arms, get out. Yo, every fucking show that I see rap on that, and I see him at fucking almost every show. I'm like, yo, rap bones. You gonna dance? Nah. <laughs> I'm in retirement. <laughs> Next thing you know, fucking who's climbing on my back? Who's Adidas is halfway in my face? Mm-hmm. Fucking rap bones all the time. All on the stage, sick of it all 30 year anniversary at the at, at Webster Hall. Epic. 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 On the stage, the last two songs, there's fucking 200 people on the stage. I'm Robin Lou's microphone. Everyone's fucking going nuts. There's like a small pit happening on the stage. And who comes and kicks me in my head? Rap Bones is above me on the stage at that show. Mm. So, yeah, you don't fucking retire. Well, it's funny. There's certain certain bands, though, that, like, like, there's certain bands where I'll just chill and I'll just play the wall and I'll just watch and I'll just vibe off of it. But then there's certain bands I just can't help it. Like, I can't help it. There's certain bands that I got to dance for and I got to go nuts. 
It's ingrained. It's it's ingrained. Certain, there's certain. There's, there's like a handful of bands that no matter what, like sick of it all, Madball, Terra, Leeway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's certain bands that just brings it out of you, and I can't not because I feel like I'm missing the opportunity to do so. So it's. it's I also feel happen. like I'm letting my friends down. Like when I'm looking at my friend on the stage, <laughs> giving everything. The well, I'm just saying when I see my friend that I've supported all these years, 30 years going on. It's like 33 years for me. Yeah. And I see them giving their all. It's like, who the fuck am I to stand here right. and just fucking watch? You. Like mm-hmm. that's yeah. what's wrong with everybody. Nobody mm-hmm. goes full out. Yeah. You know? So I get swept up. I get sucked in. Yeah. That's cool. Talk then about people feel the pain. I, I totally agree with you. It's so, so funny because talk about like energy in a band that's been doing it for a long time. Madball man. Fucking ridiculous, Top. man! Unbelievable. One of my, they're, they're my Iron Maiden of hardcore. They're they're, they're huge. Unbelievable, man! But and then they can play a living room, yeah, and still be just as good. Mm-hmm. So Dude. they just they just have this energy, man. Absolutely. I mean, we played Black and Blue. I think it was two thousand. Uh, whatever, whatever the last time they played, I believe it was. It was not not Chromax. It was like when Bad Brains got up and did songs with John Joseph singing. And Madball, I think, was the headliner for that or something like that. I don't know. But anyway, their performance was unbelievable. It was amazing. Because yeah, they I, don't take a shit. Like, mm-hmm. they bring it every time. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I, I, so I, I, don't, I don't even know how many times I've seen Madball. But, like, I remember, what was it? Not last year, but the year before, Tsunami Fest. I drove all the Leeway guys down there to Reading, Pennsylvania. And it was... Um, there was a whole Daddy Leeway show. It was a whole bunch of fucking bands, and then it was Madball and Life of Agony headlined it. Wow! And I got a wristband and shit, so I was I was hanging out backstage because I was helping out the Leeway guys, and I was standing on the stage, and I just looked and 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 like nobody was near Freddie. Freddie was kind of like pacing back and forth and getting himself. And yo, he fucking came out, bro, and it was he just fucking exploded. And just from they opened up with demonstrating my style that first junk. And then he fucking came out And the place exploded And from that point To the fucking end of the last fucking song That dude was on fire, bro And I'm standing on the stage just watching Just taking it all in Now, I wasn't dancing or nothing Because I was I just had that that perspective mm-hmm. And I just watched it all I'm like, yo, this fucking band is unbelievable And that was only two years ago How long mm-hmm. has Man Bull been doing yeah, this been shit? Yeah. For a long, long time. time, man Fucking incredible cats. Yeah Fucking incredible! Yeah, Mike, my my bass player Mike played for them for for a while. Actually, yeah. he went on tour for them a few times. On any records or no? Uh, not any records. He just did touring with them. Okay. Not not that long ago. I forget. I couldn't tell you when. Yeah. Two two thousand something. Year did their first album come out? Well, set it off, set it off. Yeah. Well, set it off dropped in ninety four. Okay. Mm. But they came out with Ball Destruction before that, the seven inch, mm-hmm. and that was a year or two before that, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Still doing it, still fucking doing it, and people were knocking them for doing that 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 tour with. Uh, now, who's knocking them? I don't see anybody knocking them. Well, it was crazy. a couple of people. Yeah. You always have the couple of jerk offs. Like, oh, they, 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 oh, they sold out. Why? Because they're opening up for fucking corn and limp. It was oh. corn and limp biscuit, something like that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. I mean, that's also right. a it's selling like, out. The selling out word also. Yo, society has sold out to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, yeah. we haven't sold out to them. That's what I think about mm-hmm. that too. Yeah, it's like, finally, the world has caught up that this is acceptable. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's a, my take on it, it is just like, all right, you're opening up for these two big, you're doing arenas. Mm-hmm. So even if, let's just say, you know, a bunch of kids don't know, maybe they just heard of Madball, they don't know it. And 50 kids 
get into fuck like wow this band is fucking dope mm-hmm. and then from there sets them onto a path of their whole course changes yeah. and their whole course sure. changes and gets into the hardcore shit mm-hmm. I mean that's what happened with me I mean I say it all the time my the, the, the day that my turning point like I went to go see Suicidal mm-hmm. I happened to see Leeway that night as well yep. had no idea who they were and that night from that night, it's so crazy for a band that I saw, quote unquote, by accident, set me on the course that I still walk today and how that one night affected my life, mm-hmm. literally, like huge impact on my life. That one single night at Lemoore's when I was 15 years old. And you didn't even know. Was and I didn't even know. That's why I say, quote unquote, by accident, because mm-hmm. I went there to see Suicidal Tendencies. Right. And Leeway went on right before them and fucking blew me away. And the next day, I went to a place called Ciro's CD Cellar in Canarsie. And Canarsie. I, and I bought, yeah, at the time he was on East 80th Street, right off of Flatlands Avenue. And right by Bill DeSee Junior High School, because I used to live in that neighborhood in Canarsie back in the day. And I walked in there and I bought Born to Expire on cassette and Agnostic Front live at CBGB's. Hmm. Those were my first two... Quote unquote hardcore slash crossover records that I bought. Mm. And it was only because I went to see Suicidal and happened to catch Leeway. And it set me on a course. And that's mm. why my last episode we were reviewing the Veterans Benefit, how Leeway played my show and it kind of went all crazy full circle for me. That's why I had the shit eating grin on my face. That's all awesome. that, that you know, it's show. funny. We were talking about like, you know, favorite hardcore records. And I, you know, I was just going to bring well, that up. It was so like, fucking crazy. I was thinking, well, because I was, I was listening to some shit this weekend and I'm like, you know, there was so many other albums mm-hmm. that, like, I mean, it's hard to pick the top mm-hmm. fucking five. Yeah, anything. I was listening to you that episode, and I'm like, mm-hmm. it's so hard. Like, yeah. I, you know, also, like, like you said, Suicidal, that could have been a hardcore record, I guess. Mm-hmm. The first the one. one. DRI, DRI. I like DRI's dealing with it. I mean, is that punk rock? Is that mm-hmm. hardcore? I don't fucking know. Right. But it's a great fucking album. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and there was so many more. Like, I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, Judge. Mm-hmm. Like, fucking, there was, I don't know. It's hard to pick fucking. I mean, another band we didn't mention at all, Indecision. Brooklyn band, I mean that fucking, love fucking that amazing fucking band. band yeah. and That's a how that didn't band. even. We didn't Yo, want... what's up, fucking Tom? <laughs> Tom, uh, Justin. You know, uh, it's funny because when you were thinking about that, I was thinking about the same thing. Um, Rap bones, you want to maybe give us a top three or a quick top five favorite or some of your favorite hardcore, hardcore records hardcore of all time, records hardcore of all punk, time of or all time. accepted by the hardcore community. Let's just say that. Yeah, because just by saying the, that, because the first our bad list, brains. The raw, uh, the, 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 the raw the raw tapes. Yeah. Rest in pieces. Nice. Playing the black under my skin. Under my skin, though. Mm-hmm. The old stuff's great, mm-hmm. but under my skin was like that could be Iron Maiden. Mm-hmm. It could be any band. That's an ultimate record mm-hmm. under my skin. I like Rest Victim in Pieces, pain. But, I, but I hate Iron Maiden. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> oh, don't worry about oh, it. That's all right. But uh, <laughs> no, that's all coming in future episodes. Yeah, Victim don't worry. Pain AF. Mm-hmm. Age Quarrel. Mm-hmm. It's got to be there. Yeah, it's got to be in there. And uh, Born to Expire. I mean, mm-hmm. those... The sick of it all, no sweat, too. Mm-hmm. No, Blood, no, sweat, no, no tears. That was my number good, one ever. They were all Hardcore. game changers mm-hmm. when they came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that was my life, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and I was still... When I was getting into hardcore, I was still into Lords of the New Church, mm-hmm. Toy Dolls, mm-hmm. all that punk shit, mm-hmm. uh, Alien Sex Fiend. It was like... Because the scene was so integrated back then, we all accepted the freaks. It really was, and man. And now everything's got its own little cubbyhole that mm-hmm. it's in. So it's know. changed sort so of. much. Yeah. I, I, everything's so mixed Goth was considered now. punk back so, then. And right. that's like, like everything is so messed up now, though. You know what I mean? Like... 
There's so many fucking subgenres. It's like enough with the subgenre right already. When you take underground things and click it, like if you take three genres of music that are all underground, it's going to surface. And it's not going to be, it's going to become mainstream and it loses that edge. Mm. That's my theory on that. It's like, Mixing all the musics together is cool if that's what you're into, but like it's still. What did Vinny say once about a vanilla ice cream and chocolate ice cream, but it's still ice cream? It always has to be mm-hmm. hardcore, yeah, right, ish, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever. Give it a name, yeah. Give it I mean, a name, yeah. And destroy it, yeah. I mean, give it a name and destroy it. Ceases to exist, right? That's crazy. It's uh, crazy. Zen shit on you. That's fucking yeah. hysterical. Yeah, man. So what else is going on? I went to do the Coney Island polar bear plunge this weekend. Oh on shit! Sunday. That's right. I saw that post. Coney Island. Fucking that was a cold. Good how how? It was that. a cold cool. day. It was a cold yeah. day. It was freezing at one. Wow. Weekend was we fucking freezing. Yeah, I Holy went shit. all the way in, and even though all the polar bear guys had gloves and ski caps and feet, foot, you know, things on, I just went in straight bathing suits. They were like, "Whoa, that's really cool!" Like, <laughs> but you know, I wanted to do it. You know? Yeah, of course. And it was nice. It was like an energizing thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And is the water really cold at that it, point? My whole Half of my body was numb. I couldn't feel it. So, like 20 minutes out of the water, I started getting the feeling back in my legs and everything. It was wow. that cold. So, you'd imagine. Why like, do you want to do something like that? What's the matter with you, the man? Same as reasons. <laughs> the same, the same reason that people go to a hardcore show. For the energy, I know, for the I know. When you're Fuck all standing you. in that circle out in the water and you're all got your hands raised mm-hmm. and everyone's screaming at the top of their lungs, it's like. The whole rest of the world don't exist. It's just sure. you and that water right mm-hmm. there and then. It's like, uh, I never did it. I have you know? no urge to. You can come out yeah. of that water and start your life over, and it's mm-hmm. fucking it's hate like the cold. cleanse. It's just. I've been out there a couple times watching friends do it. Like it was fun. Like New Year's Day, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But yeah. Nah. I'm, I'm a, no fucking. Yeah, I get uh, some guys. I mean, we'll get on the we'll, like New Year's Day. A couple of us will get on the bikes and ride out there, and you know whatever. I mean, these guys are getting in the fucking water, so we'll ride out there all bundled up. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But mm-hmm. there's no way I'm taking my clothes off and getting in there. Uh, my my <laughs> a, a really good friend of mine, Christina Rubino, just did that for a music video. She did. I'm not sure if that's exactly why. She, I think maybe she wanted to do it and just took that opportunity to film it for the for the video or whatever. But I mean, she really did that. Show. I was just like, holy shit! I could, I could never do it, man. I could never bring up to the fucking cojones. I don't know, though, man. Like, <laughs> listen, I don't want to, but I, I get it. Like, watching it, like, mm-hmm. you're seeing everybody going in and, like... Sure. I, mean, I get it, you know? Yes. Yeah. Fucking... Yeah. Fucking cold. Yeah, fuck all that. Uh, any uh, any new, new newer bands that you're really digging these days? I like Power Trip. They're not mm-hmm. that new. A lot of people talking really about that band. A lot of people do. I'm not, they I'm got not... that special something mm-hmm. to me. Like, right. when I seen them at the B&B... It was kind of like seeing young Van Halen, mm-hmm. like their attitude. They're, they're, they really bring it. You know, mm-hmm. I like bands that really bring it. Like, yeah, sure. Obviously, you know, not that anyone goes out there and takes a shit on purpose, but it's like when their whole heart's into it. And you could tell that, like, it's a new gen, it's a changing of the guards. So I'm not sure. really hip on that. Yeah. I'm not really hip. I'm a big metal. Head. I think I might have even seen them once before, but I'm not, I, I, I hear all about them, but I never really took the time for some for some reason. I'll They're check good them guys out. Though. too. I mean, it goes a long way to say when someone's really cool. Well, yeah. Well, if you, yeah. Like, well, back, you know, you know, when, you know, we talk about certain bands that if you have a jerk off in the band, it kind of puts a little tarnish, right. even yeah. if they're a good Sometimes band. Sometimes you wish you didn't meet some people. Exactly. They turn you off to. Yeah. yeah, but that doesn't always work either because once you make music, your music becomes larger than life, bigger than you, mm-hmm. so you don't matter as much. Mm-hmm. Exactly, so you're you're not the reason 
I like your stuff. Is right. What I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, a that's a good way to put it. So. There's, there's certain bands that I've heard somebody in there's a jerk off. So like, if I like, I just stayed away from them. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, what's cool? Like, <laughs> just avoid older, meeting them. Yeah. Well, it was sort of like the older we get, like. Uh, like the band Today's the Day, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like Steve Austin. Mm-hmm. Yep. I fucking love Today's the Day. Mm-hmm. I hear horror stories about him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, we've played with him before. Like mm-hmm. my band's played with them before, and I've met. Like I, I meet him. I say hello, and I walk away because yeah. I like I don't want to. Today is the day. Today's yeah. the day. Favorite, great, favorite great fucking bands. band. I don't even know what that is. Fucking awesome. Braun and Bill from uh, Mastodon. That's uh, they were in Today's the Day. Yeah, for a time uh, at least. In the eyes of God, Brett was it? Brett, who the fuck was the drummer? Yeah, Bron. 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 Yeah, he yeah. was on the In the Eyes of God record. Mm-hmm. Um, great, great drummer. Fucking great. But he can't, and he can't keep a band together. I mean, he's mm-hmm. always each fucking each album is a different fucking you know is a different band. So yeah. it's well, like, but but he's amazing. I think mm-hmm. I love today's so today. He's eccentric. Let's yeah. just put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> Any good shows coming up soon at all? Anyone know about? It's a huge show coming up on April second. For Dave, for Dave Franklin. That's, oh, that's right. right. That's Epic. right. I don't think mm-hmm. there's been a show like that in Jersey mm-hmm. since it's be Alive insane. and Well in '98. That's was right. Day. Where is it going to be? Convention Hall in Asbury Park mm-hmm. for Dave Franklin. Yeah. You next, know, next Saturday, I'm going to go see Enrage it open up for uh, Nile and Overkill in, uh, at Starland. Mm. Well, that sounds good. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> You know what? Since 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 you just brought that up, that's actually something that I could we could definitely fucking plug and get behind. Because Dave Franklin, Dave Vision, great guy. Dude, I, I was I was bullshitting with him at the uh, at the Bowery Electric at the Sick of It All tour at the Sick of It All Triborough tour, and uh, it was very it was very brief. What's going on? How you been? Blah blah blah. blah. Real quick, a little quick shake of my hand, and then then I think then killing time went on, but um. Yeah, it was crazy. And then I found out it was a couple days later. And I was like, I, I was just talking to this guy. So Dave Vision, he was a singer for New Jersey hardcore band Vision. Legendary guy. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of unfortunate. Also Neurotic Impulse. Okay. Was his first from the so 80s. So um, a bunch of bands. This is like legends playing in tribute to a legend, man. And this is a fucking unbelievable show. It's um, at the Asbury Park Convention Hall. Which is 1300 Ocean Avenue. Um, it's Sunday, April 2nd, 2017. It's only $25. But here's just a few of the bands playing. This is fucking... The doors are at 11.30 in the morning. You got Point Blank, Regulate, Ensign, Floor Punch, Super Touch, Bold, wow. Murphy's Law, Maximum Penalty, Life, Lifetime, Sheer Terror, Leeway, Burn, Breakdown, Killing Time, Vision and Friends, and fucking H2O. That's crazy. It's guys. like getting two Super Bowls in one year. That's yeah. two Super Bowls. And then it even says the after party details to follow. So there's going to be an after party after that as well. So that's Sunday, April 2nd, 2017, Asbury Park Convention Hall, $25. Get there early and support this shit because Dave was a great guy. They were around forever. And it's, uh, I, I can't say anymore. It's fucking awesome how, how the hardcore community, and I say it a lot, and it sounds redundant, but it's, it's the truth how the hardcore scene rallies around and helps people out and does benefit shows and tribute shows and. You know, 
like I do this shit for the veterans and this and that, and then there's people who there's there's always cancer benefits for somebody's mm-hmm. family member in a band who has cancer, so they raise money to help with medical bills, and you know you you don't see fucking you don't see any other kind of genre of music really doing that, and if they no, do, no, it's no, like no. some big huge you know whatever thing, like you know it's and it's like a publicity stunt or whatever, right. and we definitely just, not as often as you see it in the hardcore community. Absolutely not, yeah. absolutely not. And somebody had asked me, uh, we'll get to the quote, we'll get to I know that we. Asked um, people to email me, email us questions about our segment. Ask us anything, but just real quick, I, I will. I will just get to this one question because we uh, we were just talking about it. But um, it was a question from. Hold on, I'm sorry. Um, this is from Chris Wynn, who who uh, who runs In Effect Hardcore. As a matter of fact, I'm wearing his shirt right now. Um, he's like, hello, Jimmy Ferrari. My name is Chris Wynn from Long Island, and my question for the podcast is, um, well, first, he said, how did the name Blast Furnace come about? That will be a secret. That's like trying to figure out what the meaning of the song Victim in Pain is. Oh, no one right. knows. <laughs> no one knows. So Blast Furnace will just remain a secret. So, um, what a belt buckle. I mean, the belt buckles. Yeah, well, the Murphy's belt out. buckle. Yeah. <laughs> Should have kept that a secret, yeah. too. Thanks, yeah. Mike. Uh, that's all right. Those shed, shed a little bit of light. But uh, all right, it says uh, Chris asks us. It seems that most of the Blast Furnace shows are benefit shows. What is the breakdown on how many of your shows have been benefits and how many have been ones where you could have made a few dollars if things broke the right way? Well, I have it right here that it is. I'm sorry, fellas. Um, all right, I've done. The next show that I'm doing is a Silent Sequels Death Record release on April 9th. That will be my 17th show. And out of all 17 shows, I've only done five benefits. Hmm. Five benefits and 12 regular shows. So a lot of people are like, oh, all you do is benefits. I've done five. Hmm. You know, so. I think the biggest ones were the benefit shows, though. The, the veterans benefits. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, two yeah. Vet- it was two veterans benefits. I did the, Viet- the Vietnam Veterans Clothing Drive show. I did the 9-11 Health Watch First Responders Post-9-11 Sickness show. And I did the benefit for Sean Hutchins because his house burned down. And you did the, um, um, the pipeline the Dakota and the, and the and the sacred the, yeah the standing rock yeah. yeah so is that all five or is that six yeah it might be six I just lost count <laughs> so it's either five or six but I did seventeen shows so what is yeah. that like a third yeah yeah. All right, so you see, so uh, stop crying. You yeah, know, so stop fucking crying. All right, somebody's and, doing benefits. Give yeah, them a break. Yeah, and, and, the, and, the <laughs> people and the people who fucking say, oh, 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 he does his benefits. I'm not playing benefits or whatever. Tell you know, it's, it's like at the end of the day, dude. What the fuck have you done? Mm-hmm. You know, what have you done except for fucking try to talk shit or you know, what have you fucking done? Mm-hmm. Do you ever help anybody? No. So. Shut your mouth. But it is too, especially with smaller bands. What I mean, you know, it's not like you're fucking walking out of here with a fucking shit ton of money. Yeah, you know, like you know, yeah. uh, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. like, say those same kind of people. Like, I'll, I'll put on a show, and like, I'll have leeway headline the fucking benefit show. And all of a sudden, yo, is there room on that bill for us? <laughs> so stop trying to ride the fucking coattails, jerk off. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of a lot of young bands or a lot of people that aren't involved at all in the music scene or or books local. Shows or whatever, they think there's actually fucking money to be made because they see a hundred fucking people in a room. Yeah. You know what I mean? They think, oh, some, who's making it? Where's all the money going? It's yeah, like, exactly. what, are you, what are you kidding me? Yeah. yeah, it's like, it's like, it's like <laughs> I'll have a show, like I'll have a fucking shit show going on with like twelve bands. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a small venue. Mm-hmm. 
All right, so let's say I have 12, ba- 12 bands playing, mm-hmm. and it's packed in here. Now, you got to figure 12 bands average four people per band. Mm-hmm. You're talking 50-something people alone, just band members mm-hmm. who don't pay to get in. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. People sure. don't realize that. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, the place was fucking packed, you know, blah, 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 blah. Not, not, not that anybody ever complains about what I pay them if I do pay them, mm-hmm. you know, because I have if this you can thing, pay them. If I can yeah, pay them. Sure. I, th- there's, there's one band that I've ever given a guarantee to, and I'm going to keep that, you know, that's... This need to hear no there. There's only one band I've ever given a guarantee guarantee to. Gave it to him as soon as they walked in the door. But other than that, I don't do guarantees mm-hmm. because everyone's a fuck. Well, not everybody. A lot of people are flappers. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll be there. I'll be there. I'll be there. And then you know they'll write on the event page, "Sorry, I can't make it." Like, why even post that? I know <laughs> you're not here. I know you're not fucking here. You still got to make yourself known, but you look like a jerk off. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't make it. Yeah. Writing it on the event page as the show is on. Like we're sitting at the show. Yeah, like we're waiting for <laughs> you. Just stay quiet. Just stay, just stay quiet stay and just stay just feel stupid. Because I know I know if you showed up or not. <laughs> but Rapbones comes up. You know, there's fucking been a couple of shows here. Rapbones got here before me. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? My life. Yeah. yeah, you know. So I mean, eh, it's either here or there. But you know, people always have something to fucking say. Of course. And yeah, we got to start wrapping it up. Yeah. So let's start yeah. uh, closing it up. All right. Well, yeah, that's that's cool with me. Rap bones. Since uh, you're our uh, second guest here on episode three of the Brooklyn Blast Furnace, would you like to close out with anything, bro? Fucking talk I about mean, whatever. Thanks for having me. Oh, I on, hope man. to see everybody at the B and B this year because mm-hmm. Rest in Pieces is gonna yo. shut that motherfucker down. Yo, so, yo, so far, man, that fucking show is ridiculous. Shout out to Cousin Joe and, and yeah, fucking man. all those guys, man. Fucking rest. That guy's got- Disney World like every time. No, mm-hmm. fucking rest in pieces, Gorilla Biscuits. Token. Fucking token entry, terror, maximum penalty, uh, Vietnam, line of scrimmage, uh, was it breakaway? Uh, I noticed somebody else that was announced. Terra. I'm fucking stoked for fucking Terra, bro. There was a couple of times. They were one of my favorite bands. And there's a couple of shows that they were supposed to play the final Bane show in Mm. Boston. But I think it was something wrong with Scott's neck or something. So they had to cancel. And then there was a show before that that I was looking forward to seeing them. They were playing Game Changer World. I think also with Bane and Code Orange, I think. And they dropped off of that show. So it was two shows. That I was really fucking excited to go and see them, and they fucking bailed. Hmm. So I really hope that they fucking play. Yeah. Because that fucking band is ridiculous. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, to, get, get your tickets for the Black and Blue Bowl at, what is it, uh, you can go to, is it WebsterHall.com? I Possibly, think. but definitely. New York car car tattoos. Yeah, yeah. New York car yeah. car tattoos yeah. for physical tickets, um, generation records, and also pitch. I'll Google it, you'll find it. Yeah, yeah. but still. <laughs> yeah, but, but you also go to pitchforkny.com and you can get tickets there too. Okay. So shout out to all the black and blue guys. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, so. Uh, yeah, man. Thanks for fucking being on, brother. I'll Thanks. come back. Yeah, the, the, yeah the, the, the social network on the interwebs was a buzz because <laughs> because of uh, the, because of rap bones here. Yeah, you're our second. Man. You're our second hardcore personality on our show. That's Thank awesome. you. Yeah, yeah. appreciate yeah, that. Absolutely. No problem, man. Just the guy. <laughs> Jeff, what's going on with you? Anything? Uh, open up a Candaria next Thursday at fucking Knitting Factory. Come down, check it out. What time of doors? Seven. Seven o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. First band on at seven thirty. Yeah. I'm going to first band on, so I'll get there early. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yeah, I'll be there. Cool. cool. John? I'll be at Knitting Factory with uh, 
Hefe over here. Yeah, that's hefe. it. That's you know. I that's all I got brewing. All right. Um, if you if you guys want to ask us any questions, email blastfurnaceproductions at yahoo.com. Follow all of our shit. Uh, the Brooklyn Blast Furnace on Facebook, Blast Furnace Productions on Facebook, uh, Eyes of the Sun on Facebook. Yeah, you can check out the Lucky 13 podcast we got going on also on mm-hmm. iTunes and SoundCloud. You want to check that out. You got risingpulse.com, mm-hmm. which is uh, John's record label. Mm-hmm. And also, he is in a band, uh, Candaria. So yeah. check out all their shit. They have a new record out called While They Were Sleeping on Metal Blade Records. Thank you. So download that shit. Don't fucking rob it. Don't be a jerk off. <laughs> <laughs> fucking buy the fucking thing. Support local music. Music, so they being a scumbag. Buy some merch. Yeah, <laughs> buy a fucking t-shirt, pay the door, fucking support all the bands, and buy your fucking music. Support your local bands. Don't be a fucking jerk off. <laughs> we'll talk to you guys next week. Have a good one. Thank you. We're over here now. Yeah, boy. <laughs>